is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! On today's episode, the RV is headed to Nebraska to speak with Tosca Lee. Tosca is a New York Times bestselling author. Her 12th and latest book that she has co-authored is coming out in May, and it's called The Long March Home, a World War II novel of the Pacific. So Tosca, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to have you here in the RV and also to visit Nebraska because it's my first time there. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks a lot like that too, actually. (laughs) The background. Yes, perfect. It's perfect. I live out in the country and so it does look like that. A lot of grass, a lot of fields, a lot of trees. So yeah, I was checking the the photos online and it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Tosca, you are half Korean. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to Korea? Yes, many times because half of my large family lives in Korea. So I have many uncles, many cousins, many aunts. My grandparents are no longer alive, unfortunately, but I do have a large family. So It's been now a few years since I've been there, but I grew up always going every few years. I miss it. And what is your favorite thing when you go there? Well, to see my family, of course, but then, of course, to eat. (laughs) To eat all the food, right? The things that you miss. And when the family gathers, that's what we do. We have sometimes a big picnic. We eat. We love to to barbecue, Korean barbecue, ribs, bulgogi, this thin meat. We wrap it sometimes with rice and then lettuce, and it's delicious. (laughs) I'm hungry now. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) You know, two years ago, my first guest spoke about Korea, and ever since, it has been on my bucket list. Oh, you should definitely go. It's such an interesting country and the people are so wonderful and beautiful and kind. Yeah, I know. I've been recently. (laughs) (laughs) And you travel a lot, which we love here on the podcast. And you said your favorite place is the place you haven't been to yet. So what is your next bucket list destination? (laughs) You know, I've always wanted to go to Mongolia. 
which is maybe a little bit different than some people's bucket list destinations. But I studied a lot about the country, and I just think it'd be really interesting to go, to stay in the round yurt, the tents, to see the horses, to see the falconry, to see the people. So that is one place on my list. And also to go back to Italy, because my husband has never been, and it's one of my favorites. So I have to take him there one of these days. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can visit both places next yes, year. Both. Maybe this year. <laughs> the list is really long. There's a lot of places I want to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I also yeah. keep putting more places on the book bucket list. And hopefully we we are not going to be having COVID or other problems. So yeah, hopefully it's time to get out and travel now. Yes. And Pascal, where or how did you first get into writing? Mm, That's a good question. So when I was young, I always wrote and I always made up stories, but I wanted to be a ballerina. And so my early life, I spent dancing, going away in the summer, dancing all summer long, trying out for different ballets, different ballet companies. And it wasn't until I was a teenager that I had an injury and I thought, maybe this won't work and uh, I'll have to think of something else. So I went to college. I went to school in Massachusetts. I came home to Nebraska during the spring break of my freshman year. And I was talking about how a great book is like a roller coaster with my dad. I was having a conversation with my dad. We're in the car. And I was talking about some of my favorite books and how a great book is like a roller coaster with the twists and turns and loops. And I just said that day, you know, I think I would like to write a book. And the idea was maybe I could create a roller coaster that somebody else could enjoy, just like I had enjoyed my favorite books. And that day, my dad said something that changed my life. He said, all right, Tosca. I will pay you what you would have made this summer working at the bank. I was supposed to work a summer job at the bank. He said, I will pay you what you would have made if you write your first book this summer, full time, treat it like a job and write the whole thing. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I wrote my first novel that summer. That was 1989. Mm And I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to do it. It was not a good book. (laughs) It's never been published. But that was how I started learning. So that was how I got started writing novels. I love the attitude of your father. He is, you know, he just gave such an opportunity. And then you discovered your love for books. Yes, he changed my life that day. I'm very grateful. Yeah. (laughs) And your latest book is called The Long March Home, which you co-authored with Marcus Brotherdom. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So how did this collaboration start? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I know Marcus. Um, I endorsed his novel called A Feast for Thieves, which is a wonderful book. And Marcus has written a lot of World War II biographies. He's well known for that. 
And he also has written books with uh, movie stars and famous people, things like that. Anyway, Marcus called me and said, I have this idea that I've been working on now for several years. And it's kind of a back burner project. He works on it and then in between things. And he said, uh, would you like to join me and work on this book? And this is a World War II book about three best friends who are enlisted in the army, serving in the Philippines. They enter World War II in the Philippines and become part of the Bataan Death March. And I had never heard about this chapter of history, the Bataan Death March, mm -hmm. but it seemed like a really important story to tell because it's historical, even though the book itself is a novel. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, let's do it. And so he had worked already seven years and I said yes, and I finished some other books and then worked in between for another five years. So this book was over 10 years. It was 12 years in the making between the two of us. Yeah. Wow. It's a long time. <laughs> and this book has been described as riveting and remarkable. I can't wait to get my copy. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're very fortunate to have received some wonderful words and, and reviews yeah. on this book. So we're excited. It, it, we're excited to get this book into readers' hands. Yes, and congratulations. Thank I think we'll be very successful. Thank you. And I hope so. <laughs> it will. And you know, Tosca, I've never heard of the Baton Death March. What was the research process like? Oh, so the and so let me give you just a little background. So the when Pearl Harbor was was bombed in December of 1941, uh, the Philippines was also plunged into war within hours after that, and it was bombed by the Japanese. And so uh, the United States and allied Filipino armed forces were fighting in the Philippines for months until the Allied surrender in April of 1942, which is the largest American Allied surrender in history. And uh, the POWs were marched uh, over 60 miles from the Bataan Peninsula um, up north to a prisoner of war camp over 60 miles without food, without water. Many of them were sick and starving already and many of them died. And so this is this terrible chapter in history that I had never heard of. Um, the research was, it was interesting, it was uh, grueling and it was inspiring because the survivors accounts of what happened were just, it's unthinkable that anyone could survive, but people did survive and um, their stories are really interesting, but also very hard to read also. Mm -hmm. And then those who survived were prisoners of war for almost four years after that. So um, it was a, it was a very long few years for those who lived through it. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And, Tosca, is this book a kind of historical fiction? Yes, absolutely. So it's a historical novel. It's set in 1941, but... It also has a double timeline. So every now and then we go back to the 1930s to see how the three best friends, so the main character is Jimmy, then we have Hank, his best friend, and Billy, his other best friend. And then there's Claire, their fourth best friend, a, a girl, and how they all became friends, all the things they used to do growing up, what made them so close, uh, how Jimmy fell in love with Claire when they were young, things like this. And so these are the memories that we go back to every now and then in the story to take a break from the war. And these are the memories that help uh, the main character, Jimmy, survive is remembering home and Claire and growing up. And these are the things that help him through those times. Okay. And these friendship that you were telling us, can you talk about how you developed their characters and relationships <laughs> and mm -hmm. why why you felt it was important to focus mm -hmm. on these aspects of their experience yes that's a great question the so the main characters were already created by Mar marcus my co-author mm -hmm. um But as we were working on it together, I wanted to add more background, more history, more stories of their childhood mm -hmm. and the things they did. They grew up in Mobile, Alabama in the American South and did things like fish and, and go hunting for crabs and frogs and play football and things like that, that that kids do. But one of the things I discovered in researching this period in history is that those who survived often had friends to help take care of them and look out for them. And it was the friendship that became such an important factor in their survival. And so the friendship is, is such a central part of the story. And I have to tell you, I have three boys, so 22 and also twins who are now 18. And that is the exact age of the main character when he enlists in the army in the story and when he is fighting in the war. And so in a sense, I'm writing a story about boys like my boys when they're growing up and boys who are the same age as my youngest boys who are now fighting in this war in 1941. So it was, um, it was very interesting as a mom of boys to to write this story and to see them, the characters, go through it. Can imagine a mother seeing their kids going through mm -hmm. No, yeah, no, yeah. And these were 18 and 19-year-olds who were so young. fighting in this, in this situation, in many situations, yeah, yeah. And Tosca, you've written 12 books so far. 
so far. <laughs> Where do you find inspiration? Oh, different things. Uh, traveling. I always feel inspired or come up with new ideas when I travel and see a part of the world I've never seen, mm-hmm. hear something new, see new people, reading movies. I love to watch movies and watch TV. I watch too much TV. Just anywhere. Sometimes the news too. News articles. Um, you know, just and sometimes suggestions. Somebody will say, maybe you should write about this or maybe you should write about that. And I'll think, huh. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good ideas would come mm-hmm. from other people sometimes. Yes, exactly. And the Publishers Weekly has called your work superior storytelling. (laughs) You've won many awards and your work has been optioned for TV and film. So you are an exceptional storyteller. (laughs) Yes, you're a lucky one. Just very lucky. There are so many good stories and so many good storytellers. Uh, and I've just been fortunate to be able to get my work in front of some some people and to have some TV producers interested. So I feel very lucky. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you were super creative. <laughs> I try. Some days more creative than others. <laughs> And what do you think makes a good story? Oh, you know, I think I think a good story, and I have to go back to the to what I the story I told about the roller coaster. A good story makes you feel something. It's not just interesting. It's not just that you learned something, because if we only wanted to learn, we would be reading nonfiction. But in this case, I write fiction and readers who read fiction love to take this adventure and to, you know, go on this journey of this story. And, and I think the reason that we love a good story is because it makes us feel something. Sometimes we feel a sense of adventure that we've never had before. Sometimes we, um, we, we fall in love with a character Sometimes we um, sometimes we read just to know that we're not alone and we're not the only people who have gone through this situation or whatever it is. But I think the most important thing is that we feel we it made us feel something. Yes, that's why when we start, for example, watching some TV series or reading some books, sometimes I cannot stop reading. Right. Or you say, no, don't go in there or... What's going to, because we, we have become the characters and we feel now, and we have also fallen in love with the character or we hate this character, whatever it is. (laughs) And are you currently working on anything new you would like to share with us? Mm, I'm working on a new historical novel. This one goes back in history. It is uh, in set in medieval times in Europe. And this is about the European uh, witch hunts. Um, So this will be a a story about the the European witch hunts and and, um, one brave woman and one brave man who stood up against that. So So now you are researching about the Inquisition? 
um, kind of the Inquisition and also uh, what it was like. There's a famous book called the Malleus Maleficarum, and it is the witch hunter's uh, guidebook. And it was written right around the time the printing press was invented. And so they were able to print it and it went viral for its time. And it, that book is still in print today. And so I'm writing about these ideas that started the, the witch hunts and what became of it. Mm-hmm. It's a medieval thriller. <laughs> so. <laughs> and when are you planning to publish this new book? I don't know yet. You're not. I don't know. No. Hopefully, maybe later this year, I'll have a better idea and and more direction with that. For now, just writing and, and researching. You know that you're already <laughs> invited to come back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I would love to. <laughs> and Tosca, is there a message you would like to leave our listeners today? You know, I just want to say thank you for supporting books. Thank you for loving to read great books. Thank you for supporting authors who write those books. Um, you know, books are are um, a symbol of freedom. They're a symbol of new ideas. They're a symbol of of creativity, and and they've been important throughout history. And um, and as an author, I always appreciate those who read them and those who write them, because I know how hard it is to write a book. And as a reader, you know, I was a reader before I was a writer. Um, I've always enjoyed them. And so as someone who writes for a living, I always appreciate when people take an interest and and read our books. And I'm always uh, very grateful to readers and book clubs and, and anybody. And for anyone who's interested in writing, I would say, read a lot, write a lot, and write your first story, whether it's any good or not, because it doesn't have to be good. That's how you learn. So I would just encourage you to to try it. Yes, exactly. The thing that happened to you. (laughs) (laughs) And where can we find you online? You can find me at toscalee.com. So that's T-O-S-C-A-L-E-E.com. I'm on Instagram as uh, Tosca Lee and Facebook as author Tosca Lee, TikTok as Tosca Lee. <laughs> you can, I'm pretty much everywhere. <laughs> and you can see pictures of where I live in Nebraska and my dog and sometimes my kids and, and pictures from the things I'm working on there too. Great. And I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will be checking your page. Also, I want to tell them that you'll be featured in our magazine, probably in June. And I will also add all your contacts, your book cover. And you know that our doors are always open to you. Thank you so much. I so, so appreciate it. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.